This episode of the only podcast about movies was recorded a little differently. Shahir's office space is currently in transit, and therefore you might hear a little bit more echo than usual, or a thing in the background, or some stuff, or maybe even a baby. Don't pay attention to the baby. There's nothing to see here. That having been said, this episode is super fun, and I cannot wait to get to it. So let's do that right now, shall we? Three, two, one, let's jam. What is up, Internet? Don't call me Mom's up, just call me Jenny. Yes, my name is Matthew Crow. And the embers are burning in the heart. If you have guts, compete with me. My name is Shahir Dowd. And this is the only podcast about movies, specifically the only film. R R R. R R R. Again, I'm gonna point it out. I'm gonna sound like a pirate every time I say that. But could you No, because we're not we're not saying R R R. I am saying R R R. Because that's how you say it as a New Zealander. R, okay, R, R. all right. <laughs> Look, I there's a lot going on here, just like there's a lot going on in RRR. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, this is a holy, holy rise, holy roar, holy revolt. Um, wow. What Can't believe movie. I slept on this one as long as I did. <laughs> what a movie. We, we've got to thank one of our previous guests for, for raising the flag, so to speak, on RRR. And that, that is, is true. of course, Patrick Willems, who has a fantastic video essay with Sedan Adlaka uh, on the history of RRR and how it came to be, um, which is worth the... Uh, if, you don't, if you don't get hyped to see this movie after watching that video essay, I, there's nothing we can do for you. No, there's there's no hype that we can possibly uh, that we can possibly pivot to here. Uh, also, Sadat uh, hosted a um, a encore three R's on encore. Uh, I was gonna say performance screening of RRR at the Alamo Draft House last night that you hear I and our respective better halves all got to go see. Uh, holy shit! <laughs> it, uh, straight up, listen. We just want to let you know this right away. If you have the option right now to stop listening to us. And, and it can go see RRR in a theater mm. with people that that are psyched to see it as well. Uh, you should do that abso-fucking-lutely. Uh, it is also available on streaming. It's available on Netflix. Yes. Uh, so, you know, they're different folks, different strokes, different whatever. But this is a film that should be seen with a group of people. So if you're going to watch it at home, gather ten friends around and uh, and do it that way. I've, I've been trying to petition Parker uh, to do it on his roof at okay. this point. That makes sense. Uh, uh, <laughs> I will say it is three hours long, which is par for the course for Bollywood, although this is not technically Bollywood. As it's, it's Tollywood. Out, Tollywood, yep. uh, the south of India. Um, but, um, uh, you know, uh, as someone who grew up on Bollywood films, three-hour movies is kind of a normal thing. I remember the last one I saw in a theater was My Name is Khan, which is three hours long. Uh, and, uh, and I will admit up front... Uh, as an Indian, as a person who grew up watching Bollywood movies, I have very little adult knowledge of Bollywood. I, I kind of know some names here and there. Uh, I know when my parents get excited about certain stars. I know that my mother-in-law and my father-in-law have watched a lot of these and will know and talk about a lot of them. Uh, but I am not well-versed in that. And that was actually... That, that actually got me a little bit scared about doing this particular episode um, because I feel as the uh, resident Indian in the room, uh, I should be well-versed in this topic, but I'm actually not. I mean, it, look, I, that's sure, but at the same time, that's like, I mean, again, I've talked a little bit about this, but that's like me being like, oh man, I should really be a, a, a cinephile of Polish cinema because that's where I'm from. Like, that's not how this shit works anymore. Like, so it's fine. I will say, uh, I, just just before we do it, though, I had a kind of one, a moment at the end of this movie, which was like, and I think I said this to you in the bar afterwards, yeah. which was like, this is my Wakanda. Yeah. This is my Wakanda moment. And I should, I should be like, so uh, th- this was that moment for me. So we'll get into yeah. the review, but I, I just wanted to say that up front. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, so th- our, that's our that's our <laughs> that's our quick review. Yeah. Uh, if you if you would like to uh, listen no more and just go see it before we probably spoil the hell out of it, though. Again, this is one of those movies where I don't like. It's it might be beyond spoilers, right? Um, oh, which well. is. 
you know. Which is strange. Uh, though, I will say, uh, the nice twist right before the intermission um, <laughs> was was super, super fun. And I kind of knew it was coming, but I didn't know sort of how. Um, anyway, this is, okay. I'm going to tell you what IMDb says this movie's about, but this is not enough. Okay. Uh, a fictitious story about two legendary revolutionaries and their journey away from home before they started fighting for their country in 1920s. Sure. In- uh, and they said in 1920s, <laughs> not in the 1920s. So uh, get get your shit together, IMDb. Go home. You're drunk. <laughs> now, the other thing it's a note here is that these are actually t- based on two real people. Uh, however, in reality, they did not meet. Right. And in reality, they uh, did not catch motorcycles and Wait, uh, use them as weapons or. Uh, <laughs> no, no, that shit was all true. <laughs> oh, oh, that's that's the stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's all true. <laughs> um, yeah, this was such a it's interesting. This movie um, uh, on Extra History, we did a series on the conquest of India. And if you haven't watched it, um, I would I would I would urge you to do so uh, because um, it's one of my favorite series that we've done. And it's a perfect primer to set up how exactly uh, the British uh, got to be the huge dicks they are in <laughs> in this particular film. Well, to be um, fair, they were probably little dicks and overcompensating for it, right? Well, so kind of, yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing. The conquest of India is it's what's known in historical circles as a as a historical paradox. It shouldn't have happened, and yet it did. There was no reason, like when it, when it first started in the seventeen and eighteen hundreds. England was a backwater, and India was like the yeah, shit. Yeah, India and was, uh, is through a, glorious, a bunch uh, yeah. of terrible deals with um, basically privatized armies that were rented out to different uh, groups in the in the Mughal Empire. Uh, centralized power got disrupted, and uh, uh, back forth, back forth, until eventually, after some help uh, using some, uh, uh, I believe it was East India Company armies, mm-hmm. uh, to pay for the army in a small squabble, uh, basically they gave them, I can't remember what the name of it is because I'm blanking, I'm so sorry, we did this last October, but basically the rights to um, uh, taxation rights in certain provinces, and then Britain just kept getting them, yeah. so they became the first landlords in India, and they won the whole thing basically by like, Ru- trying to well, on sometimes and sometimes it, it, it ebbed and flowed yeah. but like ruling India like and I'm using real hard air quotes here as Indians like they didn't try to take it over they just basically snuck in and took the fucking they're basically like shitty landlords right and um, <laughs> and that extended all the way until when this film starts uh, because it was not until uh, around this time that the yoke was then uh, cast off and India was freed from such a weird fucking occupation um Anyway, this was such a, I don't know. uh, So I I went in with like the historical knowledge like a couple hundred years prior to when this takes place, but that's it. Um, And uh, holy, holy macaroni. Uh, (laughs) I am not well versed in Tollywood films or Bollywood films either, just to sort of put it out there. Uh, What I did learn about this movie, I did learn um, from Zadant and Patrick. uh, And basically... The, the the onus of this film um is 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 all on basically uh the its superstar cast. Basically um Ram Sharan, I believe, and N. T. Rama Rao Jr. I'm yeah. probably butchering all those names. <laughs> Rao. Um, but basically, they're two of the biggest uh, movie stars in India, and they'd never been in a film before together. And here they are, and they are the best of friends <laughs> slash the worst of enemies, and. And they're just simply glorious, right? Like, that's the only way you could describe them is that, like, there is a moment um, when um, uh, uh, Beam is, like, uh, pulling together two pulley cables that are going to suspend a tiger at the very opening of the movie, and he gets to scream in a tiger's face. And there is nothing you can say about that ridiculous image other than, it is glorious. Yeah. And, it's, and, I, and this is something interesting because you might watch the trailer for this movie and you'll look at it and you'll be like, oh, these special effects kind of suck. Yeah. Like and and, yeah. and and I won't say that they I, that, that would be a harsh judgment, I think. But yeah. I, it's also not kind of the point. Like the 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 maybe the composites aren't the cleanest you've ever seen in that tiger shot or like whatever. But I guarantee you, five minutes in, you will not give a shit. Yeah. Um. It this this movie. 
I, I can't even say it wears its heart on its sleeve because I actually feel like it's all heart. Like yeah. the sleeve is made of heart. <laughs> um, and 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 we're gonna get into some of the some of the more um, I, I won't say non-positive, but sort of like odd things about this film as we sort of go. Specifically, uh, it is hyper-political. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and we can sort of get into the pros and cons of that if we want later. Um, but the uh, you, you cannot, if you have a soul, you cannot watch this movie and not just be in awe uh, of what is happening. Even Even if, dare I say, you're one of the few that don't enjoy it, Mm-hmm. I think you have to look at it and be like, yeah, that's a thing. Like, I will say that um, my mother-in-law has recently come to stay with us, and uh, I mentioned to her that we were going to go see this, and she was like, oh, I saw it. I didn't, it wasn't for me. And I was like, what? And I, I, I guess from There's her, a reason, yeah. Yeah, from her point of view is that, A, she watches a lot of these movies, and then for, and then for her it was a little bit too violent and it was just a little bit too long in the tooth, and she wasn't that into it. But I but wanted she, to bring that up. Yeah, she was coming from, from a point of view of like... See, I think for us, there is a novelty factor to this movie because we don't go to the movie theaters to see movies like this very often. So it's certainly a novelty. And even when I go to Bollywood movies, they're not like this. Uh, of course, is this uh, Rajamouli, uh, his, uh, the two previous films that he's really well known for is Bahubali 1 and Bahubali 2, um, which kind of uh, paved, the, well, gave some demonstration of what this movie was going to be like in, the, in, the, in so much as he um, basically does not hold back in the slightest when it comes to both how performative something can be, like how big is the biggest way we can pull off a stunt, a visual effect, a sequence, a scene, and also there is a complete lack of pretension about what he does and a complete fulfillment of heart. There is, there, like you said, it is all heart there is it is done with sincerity and there is the talent to back it up and it is completely ridiculous like it is there is a there is a way to watch this film where where you are watching it from the outside just going this is absurd but it it is so overwhelming and so um impossible to escape that that it just becomes (laughs) it becomes part of your but by the end of the movie uh, well, towards the end of the movie, anytime any action hero moment would happen, the people all around me would burst into spontaneous cheers yeah. and clap and shake their fist. And it was like, imagine the um, Avengers Assemble moment, but for three hours and 80% yeah. of the movie is that moment. And it's not just big action moments either. It's like when a when a when a huge moment of like friendship happens yeah, yeah. or like or a dramatic song during a torture scene. Like there's like there's fuck. Yeah. I don't even know where to start, man. Uh it, it, it is something that I have not <laughs> I have not experienced in a movie theater in I don't know if ever. That's the weird thing. You're right. So that, so let's let's for, for, from a stylistic perspective, from a Tollywood film, I am not familiar, so sure, there's some novelty there. Mm-hmm. However, comma, but, I watch over-the-top ridiculous things that I love, and I still, I, I, I seek out those things, I feel like, a lot in, in where I go when it comes to movies. And maybe maybe it's just a blind spot in in my knowledge based on tollywood stuff but like this is something that has made me want to go find more of it i don't know and that's the thing where i'm at right now because my journey is just starting <laughs> i don't know if this is the pinnacle or if this is just like tuesday right uh, do you I know mean, what i mean in terms of bollywood films or india let's just say indian cinema because there's bollywood tollywood i think there's like hollywood there's yeah, like there's it, it, so many there's, different and and one thing you have to remember that is a point of pride is the bollywood economic the bollywood film system is is bigger in every way than you can imagine that the american movie system is like it's 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 louder it's more rambunctious it's more boisterous the stars are much larger than life the fan system for those stars is bigger than you can imagine um you know like when um people talk about Shah Rukh Khan you know like Shah Rukh Khan is the biggest movie star on the planet mm-hmm. and it's hard for Americans maybe to fathom how big a movie star he is because 
it's like Tom Cruise multiplied by 20. You know, like it's, it's, it, he's just that much bigger across the globe. I think Time Magazine, um, you know, like profiled him as one of the biggest. Why do we think that is? I mean, I mean, you can see in performance in like just like how fucking charismatic he is. But like, what's the like? Well, the, is it is it a movie going culture thing? Is it a well? The, first off, you know, in far as far as Bollywood, as far as India goes, there there's you know, a billion people <laughs> watch these movies and celebrate sure. them uh, in a way. And and I think the celebrity worship is much, um, is, a, is on a much grander scale in, in, in many ways. And I, I, I don't know how to describe this, um, um, but I, my feeling about the way India and Indians, you know, my family included, feel about Bollywood celebrities and Bollywood stars is akin to the way like a a child feels about meeting a celebrity, and and I don't mean that in a pejorative term, which is that. Well, they, what about like they, a child with a superhero? Yeah, a child with a superhero. Even there's, like meeting one at like Disney a, or something. There's a pure not like a real joy thing. to it. Yeah, and a pure like it, it, it. In America, I think it would be conceived as naive because we we're sort of we America has a much more. Um, uh, introspective approach to celebrity and a much more of a, a bigger dissection of there's celebrity. There's a pretension. Yeah. But but in India, there's a much more, a, a bigger joy to it. And and look, um, there's no metric to qualify this, but it's like India is to celebrities the way America was to the Beatles in the 60s. You know, like the the, the, the sort of pure joy. Sure. And even even the way young girls uh, look at Harry Styles now. You know what I mean? Like the, there's there's the and, even and, then though there's like a bit of a pretension to it. Like there's a there's a I'm a like I'm a celebrity doing art, which is entirely true. But the there's something about at least this film that really got me, where it's like, yeah, they're doing that. But they also know they're doing that, and they're actively showing you that they know they're doing that, and it doesn't take away from the performance or the art that they are doing. And again, I'm coming from a complete place of naivete and ignorance and a lack of knowledge. And the only thing that is going to let me get away with maybe the, some of the things I'm going to talk about here is the color of my skin and the fact that I'm Indian and that I grew up in this in 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 this culture. But but and I have none of that. <laughs> <laughs> but but India but Bollywood movie stars are um, there's a performative quality to what they do that spans almost everything. You know they have to sing, dance, perform, uh, be attractive. Um, you know, uh, uh, be be um, uh, ambassadors for their people, for their country. You know, like they they have to do all, and 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 it's a point of pride um, that that Bollywood stars like and like so so especially for um, expat Indians uh, across the globe. You know, like we take a point of pride that 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 Shah Rukh Khan is so much bigger than you could possibly imagine. And when I visited India, there was this quality to India um, that I want to talk about a little bit. Uh, and I, I, this, is, this is related to this film. Um, but the thing that I was startled by, by when I visited India um, was that, yes, there was a wealth, uh, sorry, uh, a poverty that is on a scale that you can't quite imagine having mm-hmm. lived in, in America. And, even, and there's a poverty on a scale that you can't quite imagine. But there's also a wealth on a scale that even in America you can't quite imagine. And and so there's this like, and, and there's this book by uh, Sekitu Mita, which I read years ago. I actually, I, I got to meet him briefly when he came to New Zealand and he was doing a little book tour. I think he's now writing Bollywood films, but he wrote this book called Maximum City. And Maximum City was essentially about his repatriation back to Bombay or Delhi. I can't remember which of the two it was. Um, and... The, the phrase is in the title of the book, Maximum City. And it's sort of like a very Indian phrase as well. It's like Maximum City. Um, but it's like the idea is that that everything is dialed up to a thousand. And it is louder. It is chaotic. But it is also full of life. And it is like pride that, you know, there's a pride in the, in the sort of loudness and chaos of it all. Um, 
And you know the 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 phrase that's come around recently, uh, or it's actually you know a fairly old phrase, but maximalist film. I, I think RRR meets that definition. And maximalist film has to do with like um, this idea of not holding back. It is the um, it is being excessive. It is being gleefully excessive and joyously excessive. And that this movie is maximalist. It is chaotic. It is profoundly big and it is and and in a way you know the final song which is about you know um your pride in india and letting your you like your if your blood boils let, you know let, let your rage fly and and do the, the the most that you can that is india you know like it's it's so strange to sort of like to suggest it in that way but it's like we're big loud and brash and like that's that's us you know yeah yeah, no, and 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 it's it's interesting because it's something like you know you can't equate the the two main stars of this movie like as far as like I mean they're they're like they're action heroes and heartthrobs and mm. and and acting icons all rolled into one. Yeah, it's and like singing and they're dancing. And they're singing and they're dancing and they're smiling and having a good time. And there's also you know what's fucking awesome, man. There's vulnerability in there. Yeah. Like these are giants in their industry and just chiseled fucking godmen <laughs> and like they're like goofing around and smiling and like just having a fucking great time. Like again, I love Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. I think Arnold is I, I, one of my absolute favorite people to watch in movies. But I got to be honest, the, my favorite Arnold performances are when we kind of get like one tenth of what these guys are doing every second. Yeah. And, like, that's when basically, like, you know, uh, if we're looking at, like, I think that's kind of why I like Jingle All the Way as much as I do. Here's this, like, towering behemoth god man that's just having fun. Mm. And, again, this is a better movie than Jingle All the Way. But it's, it's, it's the closest yeah. thing I can equate in the in the pantheon of cinema uh, to, to, to what I've experienced in the past, you know? Well, it's funny because um, at the Alamo Drafthouse, which is where we watched this movie, they were having uh, win- Weird Wednesdays, I think it's is the movies that they, they play. Uh, and it's actually on the same night they were playing Takeshi Miike's The Happiness of the Katakuris, mm. which is which is absolutely one of my favorite films of all time. And the reason is, and I realized that when I was watching RRR, I was like, it, like the happiness of the Katakuris is so excessive. And there's like this quality to it, which is that um, we're going to throw everything at the wall. Nothing is going to be held back. And it's like, I talk about um, when I'm, when I'm making films, um, like this idea that you should make a film as though you're never going to make another movie. Sure. Right, like, like you should do it as though you are never going to get another chance to do this. So, every idea you've got should be up there. But I, I will admit, I do that tempered with how is this going to work with the story I'm trying to tell, and with you know, like, like sort of trying to balance it out. And I will, I will freely admit, there's a degree of like uh, trying to restrain myself and trying to like have uh, not a um, a sense of decorum about it or a sense of like. Uh, we should, you know, we should, we shouldn't like pulverize the audience, but there's with, with, with what Roger Mooley does here, it's just like the exact opposite, which is like, we should, we should, the audience should dance on the way out of this movie. They should like, they should be thrown out of the theater in joyous rapture. And it's like, you know, like I, I, and you know, again, I don't have the talent to do that, but, but he does. And it's like incredible. Yeah, uh, and that's like so. There's there's really you could even classify this as a musical. The leads both sing and dance, well, uh, and there's a lot Bollywood of music even musicals. playing. Yeah, uh, and they even play. Um, uh, you know, they, there's long musical montages even when they aren't singing about yeah. what's going on. About if if a, what is it if a if a volcano befriended a, 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 a hurricane or something yeah. like that. Like, it's it's very fire and water, too, yeah. which is super well, that's fun. Well, their, that's their symbols, right? Like, uh, yeah. he, Ram is, uh, no, Bhim is fire and no, Ram Beam is, is water. water. Other way around. Oh, it's the other but, way around. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah. Uh, the, the, <laughs> so, so, Something that this movie does that I think is is super fun because it transitions to be like four or five different kinds of movies is you have these two men who are on opposite sides. One is uh, Ram is working uh, for the British government and trying to further his career for some reason that you don't understand, uh, but maybe he's just a, a British loyalist. Who knows? 
and uh, Beam is uh, trying to rescue a child who a evil. What? His sister. Well, not his actual sister, but his, not his actual it, sister. No, I, they, they, they because they call everyone sister and brother in this. That she, this he he is this he is the protector. He is the the lion or whatever they were saying of their tribe. So when 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 a wrong happens, they send this man like <laughs> he like is the, that. He's like, the avenging angel. He he basically is, which is great because he's also a big doof when he meets Jenny. Like, it's just very, very fun. So you have this guy trying to hunt down this kid who was kidnapped by a British duchess um, and uh, and this other guy who's tasked with finding him because they hear that he's coming. But then, whoopsie doodles, they become BFFs. And, <laughs> and what BFFs do they become? Like, well, they, they become, so uh, first of all, <laughs> they become a BFFs by um, trying to save a child surrounded by burning oil in a river, and they have to charge at each other with one on a horse and one on a motorcycle, a motif that they do visit again later, and they have a rope wrapped around each other so they can leap <laughs> off, swing across opposite ends of the bridge, catch the kid, move him out of the fire, cover the other one in the flag, and then have that one be safe, and then they can both uh, grasp, grasp each other in the most macho handshake you can imagine, and that's 40 minutes into the movie and then the title hits like <laughs> it's it's fucking insane you gotta uh, I, you gotta i i'm i'm in appreciate uh in complete admiration and appreciation of a late film title drop yeah at like, this point. I, I, I love i love me a late film title drop they also had like little sub mini titles oh the, yeah like yeah, they had yeah, the different the r's hit <laughs> i loved the arrival the yeah, arrival yeah. It's, it's everything <laughs> the fire just, they know they know <laughs> they understand they know what's up uh and that i mean that's the that's the that's the tweet of this entire review they know what's up uh i i, I it's weird i'm so psyched to talk i mean i'll talk about this movie for fucking hours but like at the same time you just need to see. <laughs> there's no, there's, there's no way what how we ex, how excited we are will do justice to the, to the, your experience of this movie, listeners. <laughs> when's the last time? Only movie podcast at gmail.com. You can write us in. When's the last time we were this fucking giddy? Like, <laughs> like it doesn't happen, or both of us aren't. That's yeah. for fuck sure. Yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. This, please, please take our. Our lack of knowledge, but overabundance of energy, as as testament to what this thing is, um, and and it's one of those things. When even when Patrick was telling me about it, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm sure it's good. Right. Like I, I trust Patrick. I I rock and roll. But I didn't think I'd have this. I didn't think I'd listen to Natu Natu like nine times today. <laughs> like, uh, which, by the way, best in my opinion. The end musical number is great. But Natu Natu, uh, when they're in the British consulate or whatever, and uh, they basically challenge uh, a smarmy British dude to a dance off, uh, is abs- my absolute favorite moment. I, th- I of think the also movie. as well is that they dance in Natu Natu with with no restraint, right? Like they throw their bodies. Uh, in every way, and they and it's incredible to watch. You know, like the 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 synchronicity of it all as a musical is beautiful, but then also just the sheer like it, it like there's a sense when you're watching it that they that it is not just the like they don't do things just as characters. They do things as actors for the audience. It's yes. like it's like th- there's there's a part of this that is theatrical and a part of it that is cinematic as well and like their performances are both both parts theatrical and cinematic and it's really it's a really unusual thing because it's so big like the way that they like snap their suspenders in time is like and and you know like throwing the body i was like this is actually how my child dances by the way like like he, he flings his entire body into it and and that's kind of the quality that is like maybe in ten minute intervals you might not feel it, but like once you're in it for like three hours, you're like I'm in this. Like there's yeah. no way I'm not in this. Yeah. <laughs> um. God. The the and the hits just keep coming. It's a rom com for like twenty five minutes, and 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 Rom's trying to get Beam to who actually uh he's he's Beam is telling uh Rom that his name is I believe Octar. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, because he's in hiding. Yeah. Um. And but then uh, Ram is trying to get him to like 
talk to this uh, duchess lady named Jenny, who he's fa- kind of fallen for in a big doofy way. Um, and there's like this whole rom com thing where they th- <laughs> it's a little bit weird. They're like she's driving and they just throw a bunch of nails into the street, so her car has to stop at a certain point. So then Beam could give him a ri- give her a ride, and then they have a bit of a meet cute, and it's like a whole big thing, right? <laughs> um, also, the British people are the worst and the most racist, and like the ex- the extremities of the entire film go the opposite direction too. Uh, it, it's to- really interesting because I I it, you know there's this thing when you're watching uh, a colonist film. Um, not from the point of the uh, of the colonizer, but from the point of the, those being colonized, and all, almost all pretension of like um, the humanity of the colonizers just thrown out the window, right? Like yeah. we're just like, no, we're not interested. Like, yeah, like there, I mean, been there, done that. Yeah, yeah. It's just like we don't care. Yeah, like I don't, I don't. We don't need to humanize these people. They are, they are cartoonishly evil. Oh yeah. Uh, except for one, of course, who has like some kindness. But, you know, like, Beam is kind of interested in her both sort of somewhat from a romantic point of view, but more from, like, if this person has demonstrated some kindness, which nobody else has, we can use that in order to get to where we want to go, right? Like, there's there's a sort of, like... It, it, it's sort of like going... I mean, I think it's very romantic too, though. Like again, there's there's no like there's no overt sex in this film, yeah. but there's but never like, in a Bollywood film is there. But be but much like sex. when but there's there's allusions to romantic and and attraction to that when like she's like oh he wants to go over for coffee and he's like whoa like there's like a weird like that like very cartoon uh, embarrassment about how into someone you are right. Um, but yes, J- uh, Olivia Morris, who plays Jenny, is the only kind white person in this entire film. <laughs> yeah. uh, Ray Stevenson of Punisher and Rome and many other things fame uh, plays Scott Buxton, the 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 leader. Almost uh, mustache twirling kind of. Oh, villain. <laughs> literal mustache twirling! <laughs> yeah. Like he's just whatever. And like there, there's so many. There's it's this whole thing is a remix, right? Like mm-hmm. it's a remix of Indian history into something hyper fantastical. But there's also like. Um, there's 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 a, a bunch of stuff that I'm sure flew over our heads. Just references to different um, different happenstance or different political moments or like oh, even the, some of the oh so what were you saying? Oh no, I was I remember I, I was telling you about it afterwards. There's this thing that Shivali and I noted, and I think every Indian person noted as well, which is the don't eat with your left hand. Which you explained to me is because you wipe your butt with your left hand. That's, is that that's the... exactly it? Which is like you know, because Indian food is uh, is eaten with your hands. You take roti and you break it and you you smush it up into your fingers and you eat it. That's that's how you eat Indian food. You know, like, sure. Um, uh, and then you're taught at a young age, don't eat Indian food. Don't eat food with your left hand. Don't do anything with your left hand because your left hand is used to wipe your butt. And so, like, there's always this thing in the movie where they're like, "What do you you know? Like, if you eat with your left hand, you're seen as lesser." Sure, sure. <laughs> well, I am ambidextrous, right. so uh, I will do both. Um, if you go to India, I'm telling you now, just don't do it. <laughs> all right, fair, 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 fair. Um, the, the, I, there was a different thing, too, um, that um, actually I didn't think of until I read a New Yorker article on RRR. Mm, good, because um, <laughs> I did not. <laughs> oh, no, so this is written by uh, Richard Brody. Right, yeah. Uh, and it came out, I think, today. It did come out today. So there he we probably, go. He probably went and saw it over the last couple of nights. He probably was at our screening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but there was an interesting. It was an interesting. I just want to read the first paragraph because it got me really thinking about the about film as propaganda and as political statement and how that how it is done. Mm-hmm. Uh, that um, I guess if it sort of it it colored my. Um, It colored my preferences when this happens, I guess. Uh, He writes, when it comes to cinematic propaganda, blatant is better than insidious. Overt advocacy has the virtue of candor and the vigor of fervent emotion. A movie such as Top Gun Maverick hides its message under the guise of unexceptionable realities, whereas another new high-energy political action spectacle, the Indian film RRR, which was released in March but now is streaming on Netflix, makes its statement explicit. It thrusts its imaginative artistry thrillingly and gleefully into the fore. And I... I wanna, I wanna, I wanna check my biases here uh, mm-hmm. uh, before I, I mentioned in our in our review of Top Gun Maverick, which we also enjoyed very yeah. much. I think, or at least I did, and you thought it was fine. I, I liked uh, it. I, 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 I recommend it. Yeah, yeah. Please listen to that uh, with Matt, Matt Bronsdorf. Uh, it was, I believe, our movie last week. What is time? But a miserable <laughs> pile of secrets. Um, 
but I brought up the fact that like I really didn't vibe with the nebulous bad guy country that did not actually right, exist right, right. in a story where yeah. America existed. Whereas, and again, RRR, what uh, it is very blatant where you're 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 it, 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 it's it's blatant on two levels where the where the politics are and the propaganda are uh one on a level of of course uh colonizers bad uh freedom for india good like that's very clear yeah. there's also stuff that i am aware that i am not aware of <laughs> when it comes to these socio-political uh, uh machinations of india in today's day and age right but they're there and i know even from like it's, it's so funny the, at the end dance number during the credits they like are singing about uh, you know basically India, and yeah. they uh, are rep- like like presenting like beautiful paintings of historical figures behind mm. them as they're doing it. Yeah, and you know even if you don't know who those people are, like I did, it's like oh those are important political figures, mm. and the second you do that, uh, that then does become propaganda. Now, it's not insidious <laughs> propaganda. Well. It's like it's it's like it's so over the top and fantastical that like even I outside of the the understanding of what's going on understand that it's propaganda. Now the other hand the other side of this coin is do I not care as much because I don't understand what the propaganda is? Like would I care if I knew who those men were and I disagreed with one or two of their uh, ideologies or what they did in their political careers, possibly. Mm. But even so, I would respect this movie more for being like, this is what we stand for. Look at this, 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 look at this. Like, as opposed to just like being a bit more nebulous and loosey goosey for like uh, uh, better distribution ability. Like, I, I, like, I don't know. What, what, do, do, am, I, am I reading too much into this? No, am no, I no. I, th- I think you're absolutely on the right track because one of the things I was thinking about was the usage of um, the symbol, the, 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 the usage of the flag mm-hmm. uh, in, in this movie as related and, you know, like uh, comparing to, uh, for example, in Top Gun, um, you know, one of the most famous usages of the flag was in uh, the movie Patton when General Patton walks up to the flag and gives a speech to his troops. And it's, you know, he's, he's entirely um, surrounded by the American flag and in uh i think we had this conversation i I can't remember when we had this conversation it might have been i wrote in it was an episode i wasn't on and i wrote (laughs) in a question to you about what tom cruise symbolizes in americana and in top gun you know you see those repeated motifs happening over and over again which is that when he gives a speech akin to Patton, he does it in front of an american flag and is entirely enveloped by the american flag to the point where uh there is an associate a visual association with tom cruise maverick and Americana. And in um, if we sort of looked at propaganda on, you know, national propaganda on, on a scale, you could argue that on, on one extreme is somewhere like North Korea, where nationalized propaganda um, is, is pervasive in its iconography, but done at the detriment of a people. Right. Like we could we could agree that in North Korea, although it is so uh, it is so uh, invicted into the culture that it is uh, believed and that 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 has this sort of dangerous quality to it. Um, And then, you know, you maybe you might even say the same thing about Russia today and it's in its relationship to um, uh, Russian military uh, actions in Ukraine. The way that the Russian population understands and thinks about Vladimir Putin is akin to the propaganda. Sure. Um, On the other side, you might see something far more liberal like uh, Denmark, which, um, you know, has uh, a a much less... um, uh, sense of iconography with its political leaders or its or its political heroes, but but one that is infused with a kind of bashful, with maybe not bashful, but with a sense of pride. You know, like yeah. the Danish people are proud of of uh, you know the people that they worship uh, or the people that they that they look up to. And um, in the middle, you've got somewhere. I think America sort of sits close. <laughs> this is going to be a weird thing to say. Uh, in the middle of the spectrum is America, but in some cases it's closer to the North Korean model, and then in some cases it's also, um, you know, which you can see in the sort of Trumpyism of it all, and then in some cases you can see it being much more liberal and um, investigatory or, or um, analytical about its propaganda heroes, as you see in American cinema. You know, like we use the American flag um, in sort of interesting ways to like dissect the idea of propaganda. Yeah. 
in RRR, there is the there is both sides of that spectrum on display at the same time. Uh, not perhaps not the introspective side, which is dissecting the iconography and and trying to pull it apart, but it is both the the sort of absolute symbols, the, like the, the you know the the semiotic meaning of the flag on display with the same kind of like. Um, uh, grandiose uh, quality as Chairman Mao or or um, the our great leader in North Korea, but at the same time with a sort of gleeful pride that the Danish would have about there. It's like it's these two things smashed up against each other, and it both things are equally true. Um, and it, there's a sort of like I was just amazed and thinking a lot about Michael Bay and his use of the flag <laughs> and the way in which um, you know like. Maybe it's because there is a sort of ridiculous quality to RRR, but when Beam uh, is rescuing that child, like basically they, uh, in, in that scene that you were describing when Ram and Beam are having to save this child, and without talking, they make a plan to swing over the bridge with rope and basically leverage each other's weight against each other. One will grab the child and one will like throw him to the other. And for some reason, Ram grabs the Indian flag while he's doing it. And he tosses the flag to Beam while Beam catches the child and tosses him to Ram, saving the child. Then Beam saves himself by wrapping himself in the Indian flag and then like being swung Swings through, through fire. fire. Yeah. And it's like, that is ridiculous on every level. That is like an absurd image. But there is something about it by the time you get to the end of this film, when people are singing about uh, the people they're prideful of. And, and, you know, you sort of go, well, look, I know in a more introspective way, we should be um, much more um, analytical about propaganda. And we should be much more analytical about the way in which we receive these symbols. But at the same time, when they said, you know, if you, the Gujarati bull, which is where my family comes from, I was like, that's my people. You know, I was like, right. and I was like, and, and I think, you know, when I said this is my Wakanda, um, it's the same thing, which is that I don't get to see my people on screen very often, even though there's an entire industry devoted to it and it's enormous and massive. But like, you know, I don't go to a movie theater to watch Bollywood films very often. And so like when you see it, there's this moment I was like, oh my God, that's, that's like, I have a people and like, I have like a tribe and like, there are people like me and they like, you know, being like me, you know, like it was like, I, I, I think we were in the car ride home and, um, and I said to you, uh, it was funny cause Shivali had the same reaction, which is that when you're an Indian, uh, person, if you're a Brown person of any kind, um, and you grow up in, um, uh, uh a white society or white culture or, or, you know, like a culture that is not your own. Right. I, I am going to go with a hundred percent guarantee that that Brown person has been called a racial slur at some point in their life, probably many times, right? Like it's just, it's, mm. it's, just, it's the reality of what it means to be Brown. Yeah. Um, and, and I was like, there's a moment in this film where the British colonizers say, you know, these brown bastards or these brown, you know, brown trash. We shouldn't waste a bullet on these brown, you know. And I was like, man, I haven't been called that in a long time. But as soon as I was, I was 10 years old again. Like I was like a little kid again, remembering the moment I got called that for the very first time. And it was like, and, and then at the end of the movie to have like this sort of like pride in in like the place you come from i was like that's my wakanda moment like that's i get it you know like that is my moment um and you know i think i said this about um black panther which was that i didn't love the movie but i appreciated what the symbols meant sure and and if the symbol you know like there's a power to those symbols if those symbols mean so much they can override almost anything rrr is ridiculous but oh. the counterpoint is rrr is so excessive that it's like you know, it's so unique and excessive that it's hard to kind of define it on those terms anyway. I'm trying to think if there's anything that is American 
that even remotely comes close to what this film is. N- not an energy because there isn't. Um, but I'm I, oh, I I'm think sure there like, is. I'm sure there's like there, there must be. Uh, we're not thinking about it now, but there, I'm sure there's a film. No, the cinema not I, I. Not three hours of this. It's not. I do not think it exists. Write us in onlymoviepodcast <laughs> at gmail dot com. Um, but taking let's even go beyond that. Taking historical figures, real people throwing out their actual lives and turning them into fucking superheroes. Um, I mean, the... Abraham Lincoln co- Vampire Hunter? So, yep, there's that, right? <laughs> like, Forrest that was Gump kind to of, an extent, you know? Like, Forrest it, Gump to an extent, but Forrest Gump wasn't a real person. No, but he travel. he traverses American history. Sure, yeah. sure. Um, Hamilton? Like, Hamilton? Not, and not, not the facts that Hamilton has, but the way that Hamilton is treated reinventing the story and again it's kind of all it's propaganda in its own right because you don't know exactly what happened and and that whole sort of thing so i i I don't know i mean abe Abe lincoln vampire hunter (laughs) no i'm probably no no no, but listen listen we're taking that's straight up that's the americanized version that i can think of of (laughs) taking a real life important pertinent historical figure and turning them into a supernatural entity. I don't know of, I mean, there have been others, but that's the only one that sort of sits in my in my cultural lexicon. And I don't know, like, I'll never say never, but like, there, there, I don't know. There's just something about Tollywood and its ability to take, to, to be able to rubber band you so quickly from intense action to ridiculous set piece, to rom-com, to musical dance number, to heart-wrenching, terrifying um, uh, (laughs) pain and suffering, back to hyper-action, now-we're-all-gods mode, like... I can't think of a I can't think of an American film or any film that I've seen that has been able to do that right uh, and, and do it with such a plum a, a plum is that the word uh, uh, with ease yeah um, and and have you cheer every twist and turn of the genre of film you're watching <laughs> like uh, you can't put this into a genre like this is. Well, this, this is that. I, I mean, if there is any genre to it, it is this idea of maximalism. But I, but I also think it's it's it, there's a. Um, um, to me, the other thing I think about is Fellini in terms of like the cinema of the carnival. You know, like the the sort of excess of the carnival. Uh, and I'm thinking of um, uh, the film Satyricon, uh, which is like this film of excess, or even it's not a Fellini film, but Caligula as well. The sort of grandiose uh, excess. You know, I guess even the 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 grand gugnol of the 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 Italians as well in American cinema I'm sh- like you could argue that a film like Top Gun maybe I'm just saying this because it's in the mind is is a cinema of excess as far as its representations of technology go the thing that about American cinema that I love and you know that that I truly adore is a film like um, Francis Ford Coppola's Apocalypse Now which is a film about excess and about grandiosity and about lyricism, but it is also so deeply introspective about at a really important moment in American history and, you know, pulls it apart um, and dissects it from almost every angle. And that is a film that is excessive and, and grandiose as well. You know, like, not obviously not in the same way. Here's the difference, and this is why I think I like RRR more. <laughs> um, all of the things you've described take themselves seriously 100% of the time. And and if I'm looking for the totalitarianism, the, to, to the total of human uh, existence, if I'm looking for a culmination of the human experience, I know for a fact, at least in my life, the times I've enjoyed the most are when I'm not taking myself as seriously as I possibly <laughs> could. And there's something with American cinema and American exceptionalism that, like, and maybe it's the individual nature of it. Maybe it's may, I, I don't know what it is, but like it seems to get its feathers ruffled real easy. Like rah rah, we're the best. And if you say like, oh yeah, but this is kind of stupid what you do, and you, you, there's not like <laughs> you're right, that's silly. It's a no, it's fucking not. <laughs> like there's a weird, there's a weird, um, but, uh, uh, like real, like I, I have for lack of a better term, sort of like broiness to it that. Uh, that that RRR in or or it seems like Tollywood or Bollywood cinema like yeah like it's hyper masculine sure 
but also like there's a, there's feminine moments there's <laughs> there's moments of joy and laughter and sorrow and emotion and you like feel the shit and it's not like it's not like oh, my my brother died like <laughs> it, it, like it's 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 more complete well like, I, I I don't know how to put it the, the one thing I will say is, like, again, growing up in American cinema, I actually love that there is a dichotomy. And I, I guess uh, I've also seen much more of a breadth of American cinema to know that um, it's impossible to define American cinema by one, two, ten, even a hundred movies. Because the, the spectrum of what makes up American cinema, for example is uh is very vast and i'm talking and, more about the military and, and the american government and the american uh, right. armed are, forces films yeah of course like, and there and there yeah. are there are uh, a, a wide spectrum of uh military films that that are both uh jingoistic and then on the opposite side completely interrogatory about the the american military experience right like they're movies that that go across the spectrum that that that's and in maybe there not- are different movies that go across that spectrum there is not one movie that hits the entire spectrum and more that this one does not, not in the same way. And I guess I, I'm saying it in that sense because I also don't – I want to make sure that we don't identify the entirety of the Indian experience, the tali- – the, We can't. The, this, is our, the, this is my first one. Yeah, but we, but we shouldn't in, – in the same way that we shouldn't say that all uh, Korean film is about um, interrogating the nature of capitalism. I'm not saying no, no, all no, not, Indian I, film I is a thing. Saying, I, I'm I, saying this particular Indian film yeah. does a bunch of different shit in it that I cannot fathom an American movie doing as well all at the same time. Based purely on the, God, thousands of... No, there's no way I've watched thousands of movies, have I? Hundred, let's go with hundreds, I, I guess. I maybe have watched over a thousand. I, I but, just... I, I would feel like if I really sat down and thought about it, I would think of a... Not of a comparable film in style or quality, but of a film that, that has the same degree of excess and pride in, 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 all, in a similar way. But And I'm saying that because... Um, because I, I I don't want to qualify that 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 this that this that that I know all about the Indian experience or or my response to the way this film m- made me feel prideful would be interpreted in the same way by someone who knows the cinema more or knows the quality of uh, of the, the the spectrum of 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 those kinds of movies and, and also maybe doesn't look at the Indian flag in the same way, you know? Like, sure. I mean, like, look, there's, there's a the lot of leanings, but yeah. I, but I think what you're, and maybe I'm getting my, my, uh, my things crossed here, but you're describing kind of two different things mm. with the experience where I, I'm not saying, uh, like I would say, I know a decent bit, a bit about American cinema. Right. I think I, I think I can say that on episode 379 <laughs> or whatever we're on. Right. <laughs> Um, uh, I do not know much about Bollywood, Tollywood, any sort of Indian uh, cinema outside of this. And maybe I think I've seen one or two actual Bollywood films uh, in my day. Right. But my point is this kind of experience I have not found in American cinema. Right. Uh, I'm not saying that this experience in and of itself, RRR, is the totalitarian, the the, the, to- the total of, of, of uh, totality, thank you, of Indian cinema. I'm just talking about this one film I saw. Right. Haven't seen one like it coming out of America. That's that that's my that's, Th- that's my a fair take. that's a fair point. And uh, the fact that I can't even I, I can't think of one uh, is fair. Is very very. Fair. Email us in <laughs> onlymoviepodcast at gmail dot com. Prove you're here right. Prove me wrong. That's everyone's favorite thing to do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, I yeah, like like you said, I was struck by um, the use of. Uh, the, the sort of gleeful propaganda in this movie. It is gleeful propaganda. And again, that propaganda definitely would hit you different if you, A, fully understood what was going on, and B, you were on the opposite side of what that propaganda was saying. Like, yeah. let's be very, very clear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, like, uh, if we were to talk about, like, uh, Indian hypocrisy, or, Indi- you know, like, the, the problems as well. Like, I, we're thinking about, you mentioned that there was, like, a lack of uh, sex or sexual impropriety sure. in the film. And that is a sort of hallmark of Bollywood cinema as well. It's like, you know, it's, they're very chaste. And um, the MCU. And, Zing! Yeah, yeah true. Uh, but, they, you know, they don't kiss. And then, like, the famous incident uh, that people maybe don't remember was that Richard Gere was in a film with Shilpa Shetty, and uh, he kissed her at a press conference, and then she was accused of obscenity for letting that happen, because that is how 
how chaste the the Indian movie going public are about uh, their female uh, icons. You know, like oh, wow. the fact that she he she was kissed by Richard Gere on stage um, was was an outrage. You know, and and she was actually I think tried for it. Um, and um, wow. if I recall correctly, she was eventually lit off but it was like it was a it was a long road to get there it was a, a really interesting time but you know that that is the, the american cinema uh, indian cinema is notoriously um chased about it and heteronormative as well um you know yeah. um uh the the filmmaker deepa i think it's deepa mitu uh deepa mita uh she made this beautiful trilogy uh fire earth water i think it was um that featured a same-sex couple and you know like again um Considered very radical um, for Indian cinema at the time. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but again, oh man, you just, you can't get over someone grabbing a motorcycle by its wheel and then tossing it against a tree. The tree then turning into exploding and then a, uh, a fiery branch being like flung from it and caught by his best friend who then uses it as a weapon. I mean, like, that, that's like, you just, you, you, you're not, you, you are 100% correct, Matt. You're not going to get that moment many places. No, and we could describe all the weird moments to you, and they would do them no justice. Yeah. Um, it, the, it, I guess my final thought here is, of course you should go see this movie. Uh, do know, please, that it is very, very violent. It is extremely um, violent. <laughs> and, and it's it's odd. We talked about this as well after we saw it. It's odd in this day and age, 2022 in America, that yeah. uh, that it very much glorifies gun violence and, and says, and, and one aspect of it, yeah. uh, that guns are the things that are going to set a people free. But then there's also the other side of it, which is no, like people can be the weapons and the movements of in the, in the in what the people want can also be the thing. It doesn't have to be guns, even though the solution at the end of the day in this film really kind of is guns uh, for at least the characters. So there's that to contend with. Uh, if gun violence is in the forefront of your mind and um, and that's I, not I, something you want to engage with, yeah. that's totally fair. Um, it's uh, important to take it in the context of what the movie is suggesting as well, which is that weapons were the the tool of the colonizers. And, very much so. And Ram's mission was to um, help the oppressed, you know, uh, 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 emancipate themselves through by by through getting by, weapons bring, by, taught by, by his father. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there, there's a there's a there's a difference between that and um, um, then what's going on in the United States? What's of, going of on? Of course, the there is, but <laughs> yeah. but the visual depictions of gun violence are, is is extreme in this film. So I'm just saying, if right, right now that's just something to keep in mind. That's right. uh. Other than that, fuck. Go see. Go go. Just I can't believe you're still here. Why? I, why find a screening? We're doing like, the Ferris Bueller's. We're doing the Ferris Bueller's moment right now. You guys are, are still here? What, still, are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? Um, <laughs> the podcast screening, is over. If, if there's if there's a screening, go see the screening. If yeah. there's not, at least gather your friends to watch it on streaming. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 well, you know, obviously we're still in COVID times, and you know. Uh, take uh, whatever precautions you feel necessary but but yes i a thousand percent agree which is that um there is you know we talk about the blockbuster experience as well a lot on this movie on this podcast um particularly we talked about you know the, sort of the 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 gleeful um immersive uh imax blockbuster experience of top gun and and tom cruise the movie star and you know how I described uh, India when I was there. You know, seeing the extraordinary wealth that was beyond what I could wildly imagine. You know, we're sort of talking gold pillars and stuff, and not in a sort of gaudy way that like Donald Trump sitting on a gold toilet, you know, conjures. But in the sort of like, oh my God, I I never knew this amount of beauty and wealth could exist in one in one simultaneous moment sure um the movie is rrr uh is a cinema of excess and it is gloriously excessive and seeing it in a theater with people overcome with joy is far closer to i think the well it, it's a far more beautiful expression of what the blockbuster can do it's a better experience again it's end game moment but everywhere yeah every moment is an in-game moment yeah. uh so anyway 
this has been the only podcast about the film RRR. Shahir, when you are not um, uh, allowing me to ride on your shoulders <laughs> while uh, firing two-handed rifles one-handed while running through a prison you just rescued me from, where can folks find you? Uh, you can find me um, practicing my squats at my website, www.shahirdaud.com. That's S-H-A-H-I-R-D-A-U-D. Uh, Matt, when you are uh, not, you know, practicing your natu natu, where can people find you? You can find me buying the stretchiest suspenders over <laughs> at my website, m a t t h e w k r o l dot com. My life and works also Skeletor, the number four. Pierre Easy on Instagram or PSN on Twitter. That's not right. Or Emperor MSK on Twitter. Skeletor for Press <laughs> is my PSN name. There we go. We're good. Uh, next week there'll be a movie. Don't worry about it. It's coming. It's always here. We're always here for you until the day we're not. So do not take us for granted. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I got nothing else. Sheer, any fin- final final words before we sign off? Uh, I have. I apologize for uh, my throat is going <laughs> is like is like really raspy during this podcast, but we made it through. Uh, I'm really glad we did. And uh, yeah, I I I just want to I want to hear. The pure expressions of joy. And then I also want to hear from people uh, who watch this at home on their own and were like, what the fuck is this? We're like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, what are you yeah, guys talking about? Email us in. More than any other film, I think I'm more interested in hearing. I mean, I'm always interested to hear what y'all think, but like, this is going to be something where like, I think everyone's going to have a strong opinion. <laughs> yeah, everyone's going to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so please write us in and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.